Good morning, everybody. It is February 5th, 2024, and you are listening to a fifth episode of A New Era Podcast here with Freddie and the OG Frid. My name is Hanson, better known as Freddie Online, and we've got my dad here, OG Frid. Dad, would you like to say hey this morning? Hey, good morning, fans. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Hanson. How you doing? How was your weekend? Uh, weekend was... Um... Pretty dull sports-wise. Pretty dull sports-wise, wasn't it? We were just talking about the events that we had on this weekend. Um, You know, it usually is like that, like the week before the Super Bowl, I feel like, because I feel like the Pro Bowl is just a joke. Um, I I mean, it is, right? Well, I mean, it it was pretty comical. I actually, yeah, spent some time watching the skills competitions both with the uh nfl and the nhl skills um some of the guys on the nhl skill competition were getting booed guy from tampa bay what kucherov yeah just not not doing anything with uh, ambition and and he was just lazy through some of the skills um, one of the cool things, I think that the NHL, obviously seeing the Bruins, um, as a, as a great club, as a fan favorite, did some interviews with David Pasternak, uh, just mentioning how great smile he has, like, it sounds like a good, um, uh, potential, uh, face of the NHL. Um, there's some talk about how Jeremy Swayman played well in goal. Um, is he a, a bright future? So we have that going for us that, you know, the national media and ESPN having people interview our guys, which was pretty cool to watch. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned pasta potentially being the face of the NFL or NHL. And I, I mean, that'd be cool, but I mean, that's just, it leads me into my point here. That's never going to happen when we got that guy, Connor McDavid, in the league. You were talking about skills competitions. Did you see him just absolutely clean house on some of those? Dude, he had that fastest skate, yeah. the one they did. He did in like 13.2 seconds. The dude never stopped. He was just, he was always going. He did that obstacle course. I think his only blemish was that middle shot they had like three shots on the right middle and left side that he had to like jump over something and the only thing he missed was that like twice but it was barely and then he went on i mean it was freaking incredible i i saw the highlights like on twitter i think i sat there just watching his skills highlight <laughs> tape for like 10 minutes i was like this guy's fucking insane and and 18 years old he's not 18 he's 18 you're thinking of Connor bedard yeah i'm thinking mcdavid from oh, McDavid, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was he was crazy as well. Yeah. Was Bedard even out there? No, I didn't see him. Yeah, I think he was like in the seats or in the stands or whatever, but dude's still got a broken jaw, so I'd feel bad if they were trotting him out there. Um, So we had, yeah, NHL All-Star Weekend. Um, That was fun, actually. They, like, they did it really well this year. This was the most I've seen it kind of marketed and pushed um they went they went crazy with like those celebrity all-stars that they would like or the celebrity like coaches that they brought into the all-star teams that ended up doing the draft i don't know if this was the first year they've done that like all-star draft 
but the way that they had it set up, I think it was on Thursday or Friday night, was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. This I, was I like that year they've done that. They have? Did they do the celebrities yeah. and stuff last year, too? Yeah. Yep. Damn, I gotta. I, I might start watching that All-Star game more than, like, the freaking Pro Bowl or something, the, dude. I mean... The, go the ahead. Pro Bowl was... I mean, again, fun. Eli Manning and the NFC wins again. Um, they took over... 59, dude. Yeah. And they took over with this absolute the skills portion part. I mean, the game itself, the flag football game itself. And I don't know if you caught any or watched any of it. Um, Ray Lewis was going off of his mind, going out of his oh. mind, just yelling at the refs a couple times. Um, it was interesting to hear um, Van Pe- or um, SVP, SVP and Dan Orlowski talk about, learning trying to learn the rules as they went on um yeah ray lewis was going off i did i did see a little of that i saw a clip where espn had to mute his mic because the hot mic was picking it up and he was just yelling some obscenities yeah uh but that's that's coaching i guess um but i mean dude like when are we gonna get back to an actual football game for this pro bowl like i know they're just trying to eliminate you know more injuries and stuff like that and okay so if we have pro bowl and we do flag football that nobody's gonna get hurt but dude like this i literally i didn't tune in for a single thing a single thing of the pro bowl i think i just saw clips of the skills and stuff like this thing sucks now man i used to look forward to this week in between championships and the super bowl and now like i really don't give a shit about this weekend this needs to change 64 well, 59 we're talking like a college basketball score here yeah i mean obviously it was exciting because it went down to fourth and goal 14 seconds left cj stroud could have hit um he was looking to keenan allen for the touchdown um when he could have had jamar chase wide open um but i mean and maybe that was kind of scripted. I don't know to keep it tight, but it was kind of. I don't. I don't see. Oh wait, I do see Jamar. I, I see the clip right here, right in yeah. front of me. Yeah, he's pretty open. That's a that's a forced throw. I mean, who cares though, dude? It's a Pro Bowl. Like they're like, oh damn, we lost, and then they go and party. And where are they doing this? Like Orlando now? Yeah, Texas it was in Orlando. Uh, next year, <laughs> I think it'll be in L.A. They were saying. But I mean, I, I, yeah. I missed the Hawaii Stadium. Yeah, you remember I that mean, up until like 2016. Yep. That place yeah. was awesome. But instead, you know, it's a it's a Manning versus Manning type of bragging rights right now for ESPN to hold that. That's cool, Manning. at least. Yeah, yeah, for the Manning cast and everything. I yeah. mean, I guess that's cool. But every other part of the Pro Bowl just just stinks, now, man. But oh well. I mean, I guess they had to pack something in this weekend. Um, what else did we have? What else did we have? We had uh, we were just talking about this. We had Duke UNC on Saturday. It's always a big game. We had uh, and you don't Pebble and you Beach. don't want to talk about that game, huh? I mean, do you want my honest opinion? Yeah, I want your honest played, opinion. Played soft and played young. They they were kind of in it for thirty minutes and then just played soft, played young, had a push, 
with about two minutes left in the game, and it was about five minutes too late. Um, they got down by like 16 at one point, I think, with like seven, eight minutes left. And I was like, they, they just, they weren't built to do it, at least now. Maybe in a month in Cameron, it'll be different, but it's like, they, they weren't built to do it. That Carolina team is, is too old. They got too much experience. They're too physical. And they just, they do couldn't get a stop either. They literally, I mean, it was just free baskets down in the paint. I mean, when you can't piece together two, even three stops back to back, and you're down by 10 plus points, like you're not getting back in that game. You're not getting back into that game in Dean Smith either. It was, it was tough. I mean, the final score has it closer than the game probably was, but I don't know, man. That was a, that was a shitty game. Did you well, watch last, most of it? No, I didn't. Um, but last year they won both, did they not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, last year. I, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm confusing it with last year or a different one, but yeah. Last year, I think they won both at in Duke and and then the final game at UNC. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think come the, the last game of the year, which is always so exciting, back in Cameron, uh, they will win that game. Yeah, and I, I hope it's different. I, I'm very interested to see, because it was um, before the game, Carolina minus four and a half, uh, which makes sense being favored at home. Honestly, up until about noon on Saturday, I thought this was the game in Cameron. I thought the Dean one was the one at the, end, at the start of March. Um, so I saw the line, and I was like, the hell are they favored by four and a half in Cameron? And then I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I'll be interested to see what the line is once they actually come to Cameron. And that'll really, I don't know, I could see like a worst case scenario, like Carolina minus one and a half. Best case, you got Duke minus one and a half because they have like three point differentials when it comes to um, giving you like home court. But we'll see. That's in a month. And that'll be a real tune-up game before they all get into the ACC tournament and March Madness and all. But I mean, it was still a good game. Um, I watched it with... Reese here and, and my other buddy is a Carolina fan. And, you know, they, they talked their stuff and got up after the game, shook their hands, and I was like, all right, see you in a month. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how that's going to go. But uh, we had that. Like I said, we got Pebble Beach that got sadly rained out for round four, which sucked, dude. I was, trying to, I was trying to watch some of that yesterday. We went out to go eat, and I was like, oh, my God, nice. There's golf on. And then you go up and look in the top left. It says rerun from Saturday. I was like, right. Yeah. 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 So, but, but Wyndham Clark turned it on third round, shot a 60 to win it by one overall, uh, minus course 16. record. Yep. You know what? Yeah. So, I was watching Friday on the ESPN telecast, uh, Golf Plus, and obviously, you know, they're talking up the, the location and the scenery and all this stuff. And I remember, I think it was, I think it's eight when they have to tee off and go over almost over the ocean. Yeah. I think that is eight. And, um, I'm just sitting here watching and looking at the, the cliffs and they were discussing potentially having to construct the the course again and how yet that could take years would have to take years to do Mm -hmm. and losing millions and millions of dollars 
Um, I think an average round or a, uh, a round there is $625. Oh you have my to God. Stay, and you have to stay there. So, I mean, they would lose a lot of money shutting down that, that course. But all I kept on hearing is, the course is getting shorter. The course is getting short, shorter. And I'm like, of course, because the course is falling into the ocean right now. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to get any bigger here, guys. Come on. That's You said 650 Yeah, I know you had to stay on it. I know there's similar ones. I think I was just talking with my boss about this a couple weeks ago. Um, Sawgrass, TPC. Yeah. I think it's like average 800 850 You also have to stay. That's insane. Could you imagine? I mean, if I was that good of a golfer, yeah, I'm paying that if I had the money. But, like, Jesus, you're almost dropping a grand on a round. But then I see stuff like that where you have to shoot it over the ocean. I'm like, yep, I'd lose about six balls on that hole. Yeah, and then take a drop and not even make it over. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I saw, I think it was the playing partner, the um, pro, or not the pro, the the amateur guy, um, uh, it was an English media guy, I think it was. Really cool bar mustache, older dude. And yeah, he just took his three three wood, I think it was, and tried to hit it over and plopped right in the ocean. And then when you have a pro pull out a five iron and make it onto the green, it was just it was kind of silly. It was kind of funny. It's um, ridiculous. Tom Brady just yeah, he's huh. human. He's he's, human. he's he's one of us. Yeah, that was that was one of the best things I saw from the whole weekend. Because I, I swear, every time I see Tom Brady get out there and try to hit a ball, freaking crushes it. And I'm like, all right, well, this guy can fucking do this too. And then you yeah. see him top one. And I was like, oh my god, yes, yes, it's not just us. Yeah, didn't even make the ladies tease. I mean, just went what ten feet in front of him or whatever. Oh, not even, man. I think. Yeah. I mean, it 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 maybe went five and it was so funny because he goes and he goes and swings through it and it's like it's perfect and he's looking and then he looks down and it's right there and he was like oh shit i hope nobody saw that no we all did yeah um but that was that was funny um but okay so enough about our sports recap of the weekend um and now now we are i was gonna uh, say nothing's changed with you on the super bowl pick huh no no, I'm still sticking Niners. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, now we're leading up to the Super Bowl actually this week, so that'll be interesting. I know all teams arrived yesterday. I think in Vegas for the Super Bowl. It was actually funny. Adam Schefter put out a tweet. I don't know if you saw this, um, but I got like his notifications on. He put out a tweet at one point when they both arrived. It was late last night. He goes, "Chiefs and Commanders have both." arrived for super bowl week it is officially on and then he had to correct the tweet and say chiefs and niners um but i saw everybody like in the comments and they were like oh look uh commanders you got i know you weren't preparing for this but you guys got a super bowl in six days like (laughs) i was like that's funny could you imagine but uh nothing's changed there yeah i think it's gonna be a total business trip for both right no one's out in vegas Having a good time. Like, can't. Um, yeah. You see, NFL even come, came down. I mean, they, they were so quick with this rule. I saw after the championship games on Sunday, they, both the games ended. And I think literally within like 30 minutes, the NFL came out. And they were like, yeah, 
We're not allowing any gambling by any player. Like, and I was like, yeah, this is, they're enacting what is the Calvin Ridley rule now, but no gambling (laughs) on NFL, no gambling on any sport. You can't even fucking walk into a casino this weekend. I'm pretty sure. Um, they, they knew what they were doing. Uh, but we'll, we'll be excited to watch that game on Sunday and we'll definitely have some stuff to talk about next week. Uh, because we'll hopefully have, I mean, Hopefully, have a new Super Bowl champion for you. You're picking the same one, and you're boring. I'm stay- yeah, I'm staying Kansas City. Did yeah. you uh, did you um, find any uh, beverages? The top ten beverage, like we did. Uh, no, but I could. I, I could find some in the meantime. Here we can. Uh, we'll, we'll look into that a little later if we got the time. Um, but enough about this weekend in our wrap up we'll move on to some of the topics that we've got planned here today um this is like the last week it's acceptable for a little while to talk about football so we're definitely gonna be doing that we've got some news about the patriots we've got some news about patriots coaching staff additions um you and me had talked briefly this week about some potential trades that we saw um, one of which including a young mobile quarterback. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and then we'll move into our fun Patriots Super Bowl trivia versus thing that we have planned here. Um, for the listeners, we've got, we, we split up all six of the Patriots Super Bowl wins between the two of us. So both have got three. Uh, we have I got the, trivia I questions. got the older, yeah, I got the the more... Adva- or not advanced, but the older the ones. Older. I have to ask you questions about those. Yeah, and, and you got you... the younger ones. I yeah. got to ask you questions on the younger, the more recent ones. Yep, we're going to go. Uh, we've got a couple trivia questions already lined up. We're going to start with 10. We're going to see how we do with 10. If we tie, we've got some additional ones. Um, but I think that'll be a little fun and we can add some competition here at the end. But all right. So the, the first bit of news, we got this on, it says February 1st. What was that? That was Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Patriots hire Alex Van Pelt as the new offensive coordinator. He has been serving the past four years as the Cleveland Browns OC and quarterbacks coach. Um, so Mayo was definitely looking for an offensive mind, a new offensive mind to hopefully revive some of the bad offensive woes we had last year. Um, I wasn't too familiar with this guy. I had to look into him a little bit more with Cleveland and stuff after the news hiring. But uh, do you have any thoughts about AVP and what this could bring to the Patriots next year? Um, so I recall when he played for the University of Pittsburgh, uh, when he was a quarterback there. Um, I at first I was like, oh shit. I wasn't it wasn't exciting, like flashy, you know, pick. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury just went to Washington Commanders, an expatriate. I think that would have been a more flashy kind of thing. But I guess and and I was reading more about Yes, his ups and downs, his, his, he had some success, was in Green Bay, helped Aaron Rodgers out. Um, so it was a, again, up and down, but you know, we'll see. I mean, as a also quarterbacks coach, not just a, a former quarterback, 
played in the in the league for a while, uh, backup, um, not just the OC, but hopefully being able to toolage whoever is going to come in here. For sure. As, Do you know uh, you know what team he played for? AVP. Mm, don't remember. Buffalo Bills, nineteen ninety four, oh, two thousand three. My Bills. Yeah, I thought you would have. Thought you would have got that. Um. I'm reading here, it says, uh, with this hire, the team might be moving to more of a West Coast-based system offensively. I love that. I'm a big fan of the West Coast offense, um, probably because I pick it up so well in like Madden, and it's just fun to play with. But I think it could be very good for our team if we get the white weapons around whatever quarterback we're going to build on this offseason. Um, this will be which, AVP's. Which, yeah, which makes me think, I mean, again, we're going back to what I envision is that strong defense, rushing attack, short pass, you know, quick get it out. Now we're going to talk about some potential trades and, and maybe some other quarterbacks coming on, but does this system, I know this is probably, and we didn't pick up his fifth year, but does this system work a little bit better for Mac Jones? I don't think so. I, I don't think it does. But I saw that was one of the first things that went through my mind when the mm-hmm. hire occurred. I was like, you know, this guy's been working with co- with quarterbacks for so long. Um, there's some quarterbacks that he's linked to that we'll get into a little later here. Um, but I, I think it could be big, you know, with this guy being quarterbacks coach. But I don't think. I don't think any any higher, any draft picks, any free agency moves, anything was going to be made to give Mac another shot. I think the writing is on the wall there. I think we're we're all moving past there. I think even if Mayo wanted to give him a chance, I think this is you know fresh clean start. Uh, Mayo wants to get his quarterback, you know, yeah. and give and honestly, maybe not even just Mayo, maybe. Van Pelt, you want to give him his quarterback. You want to, you know, start out fresh, see what he can do with the guy that he builds. Um, so now yeah. I don't think it's going to be Mac. I, I don't know if Mac's going to be necessarily even on the team. I know it was a couple of weeks ago saying back when they were uh, mentioning that the fifth year was probably not even going to be taken on. Uh, there was some talks about, you know, trading him for some picks or something like that. So I don't even know if he's going to be on the roster come week one. Um, it was a good point you mentioned Cliff Kingsbury there. And yeah, yeah. while that would have been flashy and yeah, cool guy, whatever, um, I think there's too much connection there uh, with him going to Washington. I think the big, the big appeal of getting Cliff is the idea of pairing him up with Caleb Williams. And um, I don't know. I don't know if it's something where he didn't want to leave New England because he doesn't know if Caleb was going to be available at three for us still. I don't know if it was something where we came back and we were like, we don't have any intentions of trading up for him. If he falls to us, he falls to us sort of thing. And so that pushed him away. But um, I like I like the hire. Uh, even if it's more West Coast-based, I mean, you've still been running a great rushing game in Cleveland for the last four years. Granted, yes, you've got one of, if not the best pure runner in the NFL in Nick Chubb. Um, 
but I think the run game style can translate pretty well to us, uh, and hopefully it opens up a little more in the passing game. Um, but good hire. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, you got anything else about AVP before we move on here? No, but I, I'm just thinking, too, what we're probably leading into next is does this open up other potential quarterbacks either in this draft or via free agent or trade that could work in the system a lot better than what we thought Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Do we alter our top pick for a weapon and see if we can get another quarterback later, again, either through later in the draft or free agent as a bridge year or or make this splashy trade that I sent you this week that I think we both absolutely love. Well, it's interesting you say that about do we maybe alter our draft plan now and go, you know, I mean, if we're talking weapon, it's at three. It's Marvin Harrison Jr., if he's still there. Obviously, that's we know who you're talking about there. Yeah. Uh, one of the best wide receiver prospects we've seen ever come out of college. Um, but it is interesting because I feel like a week ago, like even before this hire, I've seen a bunch of Patriots mock drafts, and yeah, we're talking Drake May. We're talking Jaden Daniels uh, up at three. We're talking trading down to eight, getting Jaden or something like that. And then this hire went in, and all this weekend I'm seeing mock drafts of, okay, now it's Marvin Harrison Jr. at three, Malik Neighbors at three, and then you go – Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. at 33 or 34, wherever it is, um, because Michael Penix had an absolutely incredible week at the Senior Bowl or the Senior Practices, whatever it was. Um, and and I, what about what about that kid from that's hopped around from Arizona to South Carolina? Did you see little Spencer Rattler says, "Oh yeah, the Patriots have talked to me." Why are we doing that? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't Smoke liked. Screen. Yeah, maybe I haven't liked Spencer Rattler since QB one. Um, I mean that. No, seriously. I mean, I, I yeah. Whatever. I hope we don't. Um, but I love. We, I love. I love seeing Christian Gonzalez here trying to recruit Bo Nix. I think that both of us wouldn't mind a Bo Nix. I wouldn't mind Bo. I wouldn't mind Bo as long as we're not reaching on him. That's my only concern about Bo is we uh, in the second round. I don't think that's a reach. If we end up doing something where we like trade down and grab a couple first and then take Bo, I don't know, like fifteenth or something from a pick that we get. Like I still feel like that's a reach. I feel like if we had maybe a early to late twenties, that's where I'd maybe be okay taking him at the earliest. Um, but it's the first round. Like, we can't – obviously, we saw this in 2020 with Mac Jones. Like, you fuck up that first-round pick, like, that whole draft class can be tainted. Um, yeah. Although we did find some gems later on, uh, it's still – we, we got a hit, and we definitely got a hit on the quarterback. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, like, how these, these top quarterbacks in this draft class develop a little bit throughout, you know, leading up to the Combine – um, and seeing if anybody catches our eye more there. Um, but before we go on to those quarterbacks, just another two, two things of news when it comes to us coordinators-wise. Uh, along with AVP as the offensive coordinator, there is talks with Ben McAdoo to uh, go on like as an assistant coach role. Um, he coached alongside 
AVP with the Packers in 2012-2013, apparently. Um, I, do you have any thoughts on this one? I know the first time I saw it, I got scared because I saw, like, previous Giants head coach. and I, I was, was going like, to say, yeah. Don't tell the me Giants. Joe Judge is coming back. <laughs> uh, I was worried about that. But Ben McAdoo, I mean, if you're bringing it on as an assistant role, could definitely help develop this potential, like, West Coast-style offense, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, again, not to keep on bringing up past points, but we did say that this staff was going to be larger than we have seen in the 24 years of Bill Belichick. Definitely. So there's definitely going to be some openings there. We've got, um, in his eight years, he was the Packers tight ends coach, 2006-2011, quarterbacks coach 2012-2013. McAdoo and Wolf shared time in the organization with the Packers, all three of them together with the Packers there, so that could be cool. Uh, Wolf held various director of personnel positions in Green Bay between 04 and 2017. So there should be some connection there, hopefully some familiarity uh, when it comes to you know building up this offense from the ground up here. And, what, um, and why, why are you bringing up Wolf? Is that Elliot Wolf? It is Elliot Wolf. That's our what might be so the GM at this point. Yeah, he's director of per, uh, player personnel along with Matt Groh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Elliot Wolf is director of scouting. Uh, Grow is director of player personnel. And it looks like those two may are, are going to, leading into the combine and all, will be playing larger roles going into this draft. Um, could move into more of that GM. I wonder if there'll be like a co-GM kind of. I, I was just about to ask you if it's, if it comes down to one and we have to name one, who would you rather have, Elliot Wolf or Macro? I think Grow. I think so too. Just as director of player personnel, I've been working with him in that in that degree for a little bit. Um, I, I mean, both, both are yeah, both are sons of former great administrators. So it'll be interesting, and I don't think it's even. Even if it is a co-GM spot, I think, um, at least in the early picks, or at least definitely when it comes to wherever we're going to pick this quarterback, I think um, Mayo and AVP are going to have a lot of say here compared to other teams that you know are going through similar restructures with their organization and, and their coaching staffs and stuff like that. So, um, <clears throat> All right, so we got that. We got McAdoo. Uh, last one, Steve Belichick is going to be leaving the Patriots. Uh, I think we kind of thought about this and, and mentioned this already in a previous episode, but it was more so because we thought that he was going to come packaged with Bill somewhere else. Uh, but it looks like he is moving on to be the def defensive coordinator, the Washington Huskies, NCAA football. Um, you got any parting words for Steve? We love Steve, right? I mean, Steve... Thank you for what you've done. Thank you, obviously, for an incredible coaching dad that got you your gig. Um, but, yeah, it just goes back to that relationship. I mean, I know they said, oh, Mayo and Steve, they really liked each other and all. But um, if that was the case, why didn't he just name him DC right away? Why do you go and grab DeMarcus Covington? Um, so I really think that there was a lot of 
probably, I mean, yeah, a lot of infighting amongst them. Game planning was Mayo during the week, and then Steve calls the plays. Um, obviously, probably with his dad's help. Um, but yeah. Um, again, Patriots great organization said they would keep the keep the boys um, on. Um, but I'm I'm sure it's I'm sure it's something too in which. Steve probably knew this was coming. Uh, not, not as far as I mean. Obviously, moving on from Bill, but I, I imagine he went into this off season being like, "If I'm not getting the DC job here, I'm getting somewhere something else." Um, because I think he wanted to use it almost as a fresh start too. But we talk about being the son of the greatest head coach of all time here, and, and the one that's moving on. We're moving on from as well this off season. Uh, before we get into the quarterback talk, like we were saying, um, uh, do you have you got any thoughts here on the fact that we might see greatest head coach of all time take a take a year to sit out and and not coach in the NFL? I mean, obviously, either the DC role in Dallas, which would that would be weird. I mean, Mike McCarthy just looking over his shoulder, just knowing that. I got. I have to win a playoff game, or I'm definitely gone. That would be really interesting. Or yeah, you know, maybe he takes a year off. Um, I saw. I read a little bit. You know, obviously, if he does take a year off going into next year, depending upon what job openings there will be, and obviously every year there is four to five openings. Does he have to think more about total control? Well, that was something that I saw um, after, I think after the commander's job actually got filled. I want to correct that because last week we were talking about it and we thought the news came out live that Ben Johnson was going to be, uh, I, I, okay, and let me sort my, my cite my sources here, by the way. Okay. Uh, this is not an incorrect statement. Sleeper gave me a damn notification that said Ben Johnson had taken that commander's job on Sunday. I just want to put that out there now. I didn't just make up this. But then it comes out this week, Ben Johnson saying he's going to stay with Detroit. I think it was he had a huge asking price that nobody wanted to match. And I think that's fine because if I'm Ben Johnson, I like what's happening in Detroit. We got a good team. You know, why are you going to poach me away unless you're paying a shit ton? So it makes sense there. Um, we're not incorrectly freaking bringing news on this podcast. We were <laughs> given incorrect news. <clears throat> um, we should, yeah, we should have a news segment. Bad news. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then you've got Belichick, it came out and said where, well, he didn't come out and say, but um, some other organizations, that's what they were worried about was the fact that they, we're thinking Bill was going to walk into any situation and almost command, you know, too much power from him. They didn't want to give up too much organizational power. And and I really wonder was it he was saying that even though he had mentioned in New England he would give it up. I wonder if it was just all the owners and everyone worried about the stigma and what he's done. And obviously, you know, 
ups and down draft picks, ups and down free agents, and everyone's just like, no, we don't want to go the way the Patriots have gone the last two to three years with their roster and say, nope. Well, clear, I don't do. I don't think that was said. I don't think that was said by him. I don't think like in the interviews. I mean, because if that's the case, like you got to think about it like in Atlanta. He had two interviews within the span of like four days. If if that's something he's going into the interviews telling him like, hey, I want the keys to the kingdom here. I want to be able to make organizations. They're not giving him a second one, I don't think, in Atlanta right. with that young talent and everything. I don't think that was said by Belichick. I think, like you said, yeah, that's the stigma. And people are just believing it. Um, and it maybe gave Bill an, an unfair chance here then. Um, but, no, it's fine. Like you said, there's going to be a bunch of openings, and I don't think he's completely walking away from the game i think yeah maybe he takes a year and comes back uh like we had mentioned in that first episode i want him to go for that i want him to go for that uh record and i, and I think he will be back to do it but maybe this will be good maybe give him a year reset watch football from not head coaching perspective really be able to see different stuff than he was able to from the sideline and maybe he'll find you know an opening next year that he likes a lot more than the ones that were open this year, where he maybe could have felt like he was forcing him, like forcing himself into a fit. Whereas next year could be, I've been watching these guys for a year. I've seen the talent for 17 weeks. You know, they just weren't being uh, coached up correctly or developed correctly. And so maybe now this is where I want to go sort of thing. Well, I mean, you talk about looking for that record. How, I mean, he's 20 some away. 15 off, I think. 15. 15 off. So are you going to get that 15 with the commanders, with the Falcons? No, that's two, two and a half years to get that. Yeah. But do you take the year off, wait for Mike McCarthy to fall again in the playoffs and take the Cowboys and get another 11, 12, 13 wins? Yes, again, still two years, but... You could get a lot closer with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And no, you're you're right here. I was looking at regular wins. It's it's 26 because it's regular season wins. So he's at 302. Don Shula at 328. Um, so you've got, yeah, if you go to the Cowboys, a team that can put up, you know, if you go in with that roster, you're looking at a floor of 10 wins, I think, and a ceiling of 12 to 13. Um, so, yeah, that's that's two two years or so yeah. um I, it might be three regardless but but we'll, yeah we'll if you're in atlanta your ceiling is nine wins maybe yeah maybe and again with the commanders five six four. wins. yeah i mean they they yeah be so bad. you're looking at four to five years to do that when you can take a year off look for that dallas cowboy job yeah yeah, I, I think that's definitely something we'll continue to talk about probably for the next year until we get the coaching carousel next year too, uh, and Dallas inevitably opens back up. Um, but okay, enough about the Belichick talk here. Uh, we mentioned some quarterbacks and some just some free agents here, kind of linked to Alex Van Pelt because of his time uh, with Cleveland over the last like four years and, and some of his other time before that. So I'm going to go through some of these really quickly so we can talk about 
uh, kind of the fit, and then we'll get into our, our Super Bowl trivia segment. Um, two that I'm going to kind of group together here just for the sake of time as well. Uh, we've got two quarterbacks that have spent time with AVP. Um, one of them is a familiar name in New England, the first one being Jacoby Brissett. And then uh, the second quarterback, another free agent to watch after a great year, is Baker Mayfield, who, like you mentioned earlier, if we go the bridge quarterback route, I've seen a lot of Baker talk over the last week. And at first I was like, no, I don't want it to happen. And now I think I'm trying to convince myself more and more that it would be okay. However, I don't want to miss out on a generational quarterback and one of the guys in this draft class, right? Um, if we're doing a bridge, I think Baker is still young enough to be able to not be considered that bridge guy. Obviously, if you're if you're either drafting somebody later to groom a Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. or whatever beyond that, um, I think and Mac Jones is not staying. You go for Jacoby Brissett. Um, somebody who can lead that locker room. Um, played with Mayo before. Um, has continuity, obviously, with his offensive coordinator. And, yeah, he was a favorite here. And he can be that bridge guy. He can help teach alongside whoever if we grab someone later in the round um, or do you even look for 2025 draft for a quarterback? Maybe I like it. Like if you were saying the bridge, I think Jacoby fits that bill a lot better. Um, mostly too, because if you're, if you're getting a bridge quarterback, you're anticipating, you know, your young guy to take over then too. If we do end up picking up a guy, this draft class and I feel like Jacoby if by week eight week 10 he's benched for the new guy it's it's going to make a lot more sense rather than if you got Baker who we're bringing in just to be the bridge guy for a couple weeks I, I don't know I know like in Tampa this year they say Baker's been a great locker room guy and all that but I think with him reviving his career this year. I don't think Baker wants to go into a situation just to be a guy for 10 weeks, just to get benched and teach the new guy. Like, I think this is turning a new page on his career, and he's going to want to continue to start for a team. And I mean, honestly, if I'm Tampa Bay, I think you're stupid if you don't bring him back. I think right. just what they're doing, I, I don't even think he leaves Tampa. Um, I don't think he should. Even though, um, even though he's going to have his eighth coaching new coach via not just um, because he's bounced around from team to team, but internally he's had some new coach slash offensive coordinator within the season. So he's going to go again with a new system. Um, so him having to learn, I mean, do you pick up and leave for new england another new system or do you have some kind of i mean you had success there do you stay with the team your teammates around you even though you're getting into another new system i think it would make more sense for baker to stay as you agree as you said i agree with you stay in tampa 
Yeah, even with Dave Canales now going on to Carolina, and that's a big reason for him reviving his career, and the same with Gino last year. Um, I think the the system can still stay a little bit in place for him. Um, all right, so two other guys I'm looking at here, going to group them together because we get two tight ends. Uh, 2024th round draft pick Harrison Bryant, who's been with the Browns. Um, I, I really like Harrison, and he's got some familiarity with AVP. And then Pharaoh Brown, who is one of our free agents um, and had you know, a surprisingly good year this year uh, for us. They've got some history together in Cleveland, him and AVP too. Um, you know, for a team that and we talked about this when we were doing our mock draft is losing or could potentially lose two of their starting tight ends with Mike Jacecki and Hunter Henry, both unrestricted. Um, do you, how do you, how do you feel about these guys? I know, I think you're a big fan of Harrison Bryant too. Oh, at least yeah. I know when we play Madden. <laughs> yep. Uh, what he came out of university of Washington. Did he not? I don't think he was Washington. I should know this. Or, um, I think see. it was. Yeah, look it up. I think he was. Uh, oh, FAU, maybe. Yeah, FAU. Oh, that was FAU. it. Okay. False report. Very false. Fake news again. Fake news. Old guy. Fake news. But yes, I have always liked Harrison. Um, so I would be all in favor of going after him. And I don't then think he's yeah. got a chance to shine under Njoku for the last four years either, right? Exactly. Um, I mean, he's not going to be that star guy, but can make some catches. A uh, bigger guy, that blocking tight end we're going to need. And then, you know, in our mock draft, we picked up uh, a kid, tight end. Yeah, what was his name again? Something McCullers. McKenzie. Mc- McKenzie. Yeah, something, something was it. Um, I mean, I like, I like Brian as far as the way that I see it here. Yeah, he's got... Out of a bunch of different tight ends, I think he's got more of a receiving ability than we've seen from some. I think if you take Mike Jacecki's receiving ability and add a little bit of blocking where Jacecki has just been a problem um, and he can't block and he's just a small frame tight end, I think you get a guy like Harrison Bryant, you upgrade there, and that's pretty good. But um, All right, so there's the tight ends, and then we've got two other guys here. Uh, wide receiver, I think James Prochet. I think that's how you say his name. I do remember this guy as an S wide receiver out of the 2020 draft apparently they're saying he was seen as a potential new england target back in the draft due to his abilities in the slot and intriguing athletic makeup four years later he enters free agency after playing 53 career games between his stints in baltimore and cleveland the latter being with avps as oc um not too sure how much this would help the offensive game um i, I don't know if he would really slot in and play in the slot like over demario douglas or anything next year exactly but yeah i was gonna say demario douglas is our slot guy so i don't see could, could be a good part special teams wise as a you know punt returner kick returner yeah um that's if we want to you know strip marcus jones of his spot there um and then the last one we've got offensive tackle garon christian 2018 third round draft pick uh he arrived back in cleveland in october 23 started out on the practice squad eventually ended the year starting nine games at left tackle i think they lost a left tackle jedrick wicks works whatever his name is wills jedrick wills jr in like week seven so that's probably why uh he ended up doing that they said he was inconsistent surrendered five sacks as well as 23 other quarterback pressures 
So we're not we're not bringing him in as like a starting guy, but potentially depth at the offensive line, yeah. Depth. And we've always had some decent maybe he can be a nice swing tackle uh and again depth, but yeah. We need tackle. We drafted one in our mock draft, but yeah, he's a depth guy. Okay. And then last sort of I guess transaction piece that we can make because we're gonna have to move on here to our Super Bowl trivia stuff. The one that we were talking about earlier in the week, and I do want to mention here on the podcast, um, and I'm seeing a video here pop up right here on my screen about it. Um, so I'll, I'll do this, but then I'll, I'll say what the actual that might that might still be a third round pick. It says, should the Patriots consider trading a third round pick for Justin Fields? I say, if that's the case. Yes, 100%. I think more realistically, it's probably asking price is for a second, and I think that's fair too. But second I, I, or first, you, you liking Justin? I love Justin for a third. I really wonder if in that draft we, we had our eyes on him. I think you and I were talking about that when we were watching the draft. That Justin is falling, falling. Is he our choice? And obviously, Chicago picked him two or three picks ahead of us. Yeah, it was. I think it was like five. I think they traded. They traded in with the Giants, if I'm mistake, if I'm not mistaken, to number ten or number twelve. So if it was twelve, it was three picks. But I think it was number ten. Might also be thinking of Mahomes at ten. Yeah, I like Justin. I, I mean, this is just something that. Ever since Brady left, I feel like I've been eyeing every draft is some sort of mobile quarterback because that's how the league is moving to now. And, and I feel like that would have, you know, I don't know if that would have solved our offensive problems the last four years, but I think it's definitely the move that like we needed to make. Um, I'm fine with the second. I'm fine with the third. This one says pick 68. So, yeah, that's like that's our first third, I believe. Yep. Um, which I don't mind, but I'm also wondering, you know, if you're the bears, you, you hold all, all the marbles here, you know, like you, you don't need to move Justin. You can, you got the number one, you got Caleb, if you want him. I, I think it's something in which they're like, you know, we don't need to move him, and we could just trade down from one and grab a lot of picks. Uh, if somebody's not giving us the asking price that we have for Justin, that's that's the thing about it. I think maybe a second would be needed because Chicago's not being forced to move this guy, you know. Yeah, but with you had mentioned earlier, does Cliff Kingsbury taking the Washington Commanders job mean that they're going to make a push for number one to try and? I mean, Caleb? yeah, I I I could see it. Um, and if that's the case, then you grab. If you swap picks and Chicago's keeping Justin, they're going to grab Marvin Harrison Jr. And then mm -hmm. we're with Drake May. Drake May or Jaden Daniels there at three, yeah. depending on where they want to go. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, the, the talk about it leading up to the draft and to the combine coming up. And what well, that's, that's not like a month. It's about a month and a half. End of March, I think, is the combine. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But that's that's enough about transactions and, and free agents and stuff like that. We'll get on to our last segment here as, as we've got a hard out in about 23 minutes. 
Um, so you've got your you've got your questions up. I got my questions. All right, so we'll review this again I'll, slightly. Um, so we've got six Super Bowl wins from the Patriots. You know, greatest organization as we are, and everything like that. Um, so <laughs> my dad here, he's got questions, trivia questions that he picked for the most recent three Super Bowls that I remember the best. And I've got 10 questions here about the first three Super Bowl wins, uh, 01, 03, 04. We're going to go back and forth 10 like questions that. to see how we can do in the first 10. If we're tied, we'll go into an overtime three question, best of three questions there and, and try to see who wins this one. All right. I love um, it. Okay. Do you want to start off with your first one? Or you want me to start off? I'll start off. All right, let's do I'll it. Start off. I mean, your your name is first on the podcast, so I think you. Well, since your name's first in the podcast, we'll let you decide. Do you defer or do you want to accept? I'll I'll defer. You can. You can you can wait for a little. I'll uh, I'll ask my all first right. question. Actually, I want to okay. I want to get the ball off after the end of the second. Um, okay. All right. So I'm gonna go. Chronologically here, I've got the first Super Bowl in 01. Um, right. So I guess, are you going through the first Super Bowl, all three of your questions? No, we'll go back and forth. We'll go one and okay. one. Gotcha. All right. Um, let me see. Okay. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to stump you. I've got, I've got four for this Super Bowl, and I'm trying to figure out which one I want to leave out. Um, all right. We'll start you off kind of a little easy. I'll be a little nice. Thank you. How long was the game-winning field goal that Adam Veritani, that Adam Vinatieri hit? I think that was. Oh no, that was the other one. See, I I took down some notes. You're um, cheating? No, I'm not cheating. I, I'm uh, kidding. I go ahead. Go ahead. Notes. Um, you want me to give you some options? I can give you multiple choice. Yeah, give me multiple choice. All right, we'll go A. 51 yards, B, 44 yards, C, 48 yards, or D, 50 yards? I was going to say um, it was over 50 yards. I was going to go right when you said A. I'm saying A, 51 yards. A, 51 yards. Locked yes. in? Locked in. Well, you should have rethought that. It was not over 50 yards. It was 48-yard game-winning field goal. We got 0-1 for you here. All right. All right. Go ahead. Damn it. All right. So, Super Bowl 2015, there was how many seconds, and this is multiple choice. I give you all minor, a bunch of minor multiple choice. How many seconds left? Uh, or left on the clock with the great um, Butler interception, Malcolm Butler's interception. Was it A, 28 seconds, B, 20 seconds, or C, 12 seconds? Oh, man. I don't know what I'm seeing. I'm seeing this play in my head. Obviously, this is ingrained in my memory. And I'm we just saw this it play. the other day again. Yep. Yeah, I'm seeing it in my head, and I'm seeing 24 seconds on the clock, but that wasn't an answer you gave. What was the first one? You said 28 and 20, then 20? 28 or 20 or 12. 
So I'm thinking if I've seen 24, that might be right when it was hiked. So then, and this is the clock when he when he goes into the two and he needs and he needs it there. Yep. I'm gonna go 20. No way. 28 seconds. Oh my god. Where was that 24 coming from? I don't know. All right. Owen one through one. That's cool. Okay. Number two. Um. All right, you ready? I'm ready. There were three players that combined to have three sacks for the Patriots in Super Bowl 36. Who were they? They were... Um, um, shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, the kid from uh, USC there. Oh, my God. Why am I... Blanking. Uh, I'm gonna go Teddy uh Teddy Bruski. I'll say he. Um we had to have some uh defensive tackle. I have no idea. And then two were done by I'm gonna say, oh my god, why am I blanking? And he's a Patriot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm gonna say his name. You're gonna be so pissed. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, you got that one incorrect. Teddy Bruschi was not even one of them. That was in a future one. I almost brought this question back for the third Super Bowl. I think Teddy was in for that one. But it would be Willie McGinnis, Bobby yep. Hamilton, and Richard Seymour. Richard Seymour, number one draft pick out of us, for us. Yeah, yeah. also a Patriots Hall of Famer. Yep. All right, that one too. Let's move on to question two here. <laughs> Question number two, Tom Brady threw how many interceptions in the 2015 Super Bowl? Was it zero, three, or two? Mm, man, um, God, I almost want to say none, but I think this is the wrong Super Bowl I'm thinking about. Um, it definitely wasn't three. He did not throw three. But did he throw two? See, I'm, I'm, I don't think he threw two, but I definitely think he threw at least one, so it makes me want to think two here. I mean, that's the Legion of Boom defense. They could have been hocking him out, but we had to come back in that game too. Uh, actually, yeah, I'm going to go with two. You're going to go but two? I, but I think it was zero. It wasn't zero, I know that, and unfortunately, I got to quickly look because I didn't circle oh what my it was. Goodness, buddy. Oh, is it Super Bowl 45? I, I got it right here. It's pulling up. Tom Brady threw two interceptions. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Take that one. All right. You ready for number three? I'm ready. So this is the last one about Super Bowl 36. We've got... All right, I'll give you a similar one to kind of the first one you gave me. We already guessed the length of the field goal. How much time was left on the clock when Tom Brady spiked the ball to set up the game-winning field goal? Ten seconds. Ten? Do you want some multiple-choice answers? Sure. 
Uh, no, hey. it was five. It was five seconds. You go in five. You don't even I'm want going him. going five. I don't even want him. Five seconds. All right. You should have listened to him because it is seven seconds. Oh. I was going to give you seven, nine, four, and 13. So. Oh. oh, goodness, Dad. Oh, we're in shambles. You should have waited. All I'm right. Sure. Go ahead. Um, okay. Which team had more offensive yards in this game? Was it New England? Or Seattle, New England. No, God, New England man, had three hundred sixty-five yards, while Seattle had four hundred and nine yards. It's crazy. You know, I think I saw a stat like we're. I think the only one recently that we haven't been outganged in was the Eagles. Pat's one, and but we still ended up losing that. <laughs> In Super Bowl Fifty One, was that? That's crazy! Wow, they they were doing it like that. I didn't think the yep. Seattle offense was. God, for what a defensive team that we have. Sometimes we were getting shit on that game. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and obviously now I we have ten questions. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three, three, four. Um. But you can do your fourth for the second Super Bowl if you want. We just got to make up one somewhere. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on here to the second one, we've got Super Bowl 38 against the Panthers. Um, what was the score at halftime? Score at halftime. So I know what the final score was. Score at halftime was... I'm going to say 21-17. Incorrect. 14-10. Reasoning, I like the reasoning. If you remember, I was looking this up. So it was a very low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Um, then Pats went down like scored a touchdown. It was like 7-3 or something with very little time left on the clock for the second quarter, I think. Went down, scored a touchdown, 14-3. Then I think the Panthers scored one, 14-10, um, right before halftime there. So, all right. All right. All right. This is, this is still a tight one. Uh, so I'm going into the 2017 Super Bowl. And, no, wait a minute. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to do that because I like my number four uh, later. How much time was left in the game? When the score was twenty-eight to three. Okay, so how do I need to nail this to the second? No. Okay, uh, I'll do my best here. I I know it wasn't twenty-eight-three at halftime. That came in. It was like twenty-one-three at half. God, I remember this Super Bowl. I hope well enough. I don't think this started until later. Because, fuck, man. Um, This seems seems too late in the game, but I'm going to go like three minutes, 52 seconds in the third. So I had, when I looked up and, and got my thing, there was just over 17 minutes left in the game. Yeah, so that would be two, a little over two minutes. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to give that to me? I mean, we're over. 
Up to you. I was a minute and 45 seconds or something off, but... No, I'm not giving no. it to you. All right. No. If I would have hit two minutes, would you would have given it to me? Yeah. If I hit like 2.30? Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So I would have had to hit within the minute, but... Okay. Yeah. Wasn't too bad. You know, I knew it was late. No. God. Dude, we put up 21 points in 17 minutes the of football. The greatest comeback in Super Bowl Ever. History. Ever. All right. <clears throat> um, so... We've got, is this number four? No, five. Which one did I yep. miss? Oh, right up here. Whoops. Okay, uh, number five in the same Super Bowl. We've got, ah, right, here we go. Who scored the Patriots' only two-point conversion of the game? I'll even give you, it was late in the fourth quarter. Um, that would have been Kevin Folk. Bang, correct. Kevin Folk late in the fourth quarter. Only first or only two point conversion of that game. Nice job, Dad. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh so now you and again we're in what Super Bowl twenty seventeen. Who had more receiving yards for the Patriot or I should say more receiving yards in the game itself? Was it A Julian Edelman? B, Julio Jones, or C, James White? Mm. So, was it... Did James White... He didn't end up winning that MVP. That was Brady, I think. Um, God, but he was, he was involved in that fourth. I... I think I still want to go... Fuck, man, because I'm thinking Edelman. I remember Julio had that insane yep, toe-tap catch yep. on the right. Oh, my God, that floated right over our DB. That ball was crazy. But I don't know if he was too involved in the rest of that game. I know it was a big Devontae Freeman game. I think Taylor Gabriel was even, like, doing stuff for the Falcons. I'm going to go Edelman. Edelman had 87 yards. Julio had 87 yards, and James White ended up with 110 yards. 110? Oh, my yards. goodness. Yep. Now I understand why people were calling him. He should have been the MVP. Damn. 110. Crazy. Okay. Wow. All right, still tied up here at one out of five halfway through our <laughs> questions thought this was going to go a little better i thought we were maybe going to hit like 60 70 percent but all right um so number six then ah oh, man should i give you the easier one yes I, okay this is the easier one then the patriots have played two super bowls in houston texans can you name the name of the stadium both times that they played. Reliance Stadium. Reliance Stadium. And the second time? It uh, begins with an A. Uh, I don't know, but it was an A. It's Reliance Stadium and NRG Stadium. No A involved there. I'll give you, I'll give you half a point. How about that? Okay. Thank you. I'll give you half. Yeah. All right. All right. So it seems as if... So far, the last, your half of Super Bowls had some amazing plays, right? Malcolm Butler's mm -hmm. interception. We all remember Julian Edelman's 
amazing catch. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long, how many yards was that catch? When it was, it was first and 10, there was 221 remaining. The Pats are down 28 20. Was the catch A, 32 yards, B, 23 yards, or C, 45 yards? 23 yards. I had that I had that number in my head and as soon as you said it I knew I was correct there. Damn. I yep. tried to put that little first and 10, you know. Yeah, how, no, I I'm 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 hearing you say this and I was like if he doesn't say 23 I'm I'm in shambles here cuz I was like it's got to be 23 yards. Oh, let's go. All right, that's big. All right. Um cool. Cool 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 cool. We've got do I want to do no. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the rest of my four on this last one, okay? okay? So we've got Super Bowl 39, the last of my three here. Um, Which Patriot player picked off Donovan McNabb with 17 seconds left in the game to secure the win? Do you want multiple choice here before you multiple start Multiple choice, through? yes. All right. Multiple choice. A, Asante Samuel. B, Teddy Bruschi. C, Eugene Wilson. Or D, Rodney Harrison? Oh, wow. I think... Because Rodney Harrison... Yeah, I'm going Rodney Harrison because I know that... I think it was the next Super Bowl he got injured or, or it was probably the Super Bowl before he injured himself. I'm going Rodney Harrison. I think it was actually in the end zone too. Lock it in. Rodney Harrison is correct. Nice one, Dad. Nice, nice, Thank nice. Thank you. Hoo, hoo, hoo. That's big. All right. That is big. All right. So all four of mine are coming out of this one as well. Super Bowl 2019. One of the what, worst. Was, what was that halftime score? Uh, oh, uh, oh, my God. Was it 0-0 zero, zero? was it 3-0? Or it could have been. Oh, man, this was such a shit game. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go zero zero. I don't think the field goal was scored yet. Three nothing, New England. Fucking a man. Oh my god. No. Oh god. Oh, I'm up. Two and a half by half a point. Yeah. 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 All right. Damn. So I gotta stump you on these last ones. Okay. Um, what is special about this Super Bowl, Super Bowl 39, location-wise? Location-wise? Yeah. There's, it's very, it's a historic thing, kind of. But I guess you need to know where this was played in order to know that. Hmm. 2004. Um, darn. I think I actually saw something when... No. Yeah, when I was looking up my little stuff, um something was going on um war wise. Don't remember. Don't remember? No. All right. It's the only Super Bowl to ever be played in Jacksonville, Florida so far. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stumped you there. Wow. All right. 
In Super Bowl 2019, which player ran for more yards? Was it A, Todd Gurley, B, James White, or C, Sony Michelle? Sony Michelle. Yeah, Sony Michelle had four yards. Let's go, baby. I was hoping that you'd go Todd Gurley for some reason. I, 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 I loved Todd that season, but I know that we... I mean, the game was so bad, dude. I remember that game, and we just... I mean, I was there watching it with some Patriots buddies, and we were just, like, almost tuning out because it was just like, dude, are we watching a football game right now? But I know that we kind of shut down Gurley a little bit. Sony um, had 94 yards. Yeah, he also only... He had the only touchdown of that game. Yep. All right. Um, cool beans, cool beans. What, are these are the last two, then? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um... All right. Fuck, you might get this one. We're going to do it anyways. David Givens is one of the two Patriots to catch a receiving touchdown this game. Who is the other? Deion Branch. Final answer? Oh, no, no, no. Final answer. Um, I'm going David Givens. Oh, you said David Givens. I'm going David Givens. um, Who was? Yeah, I'm going Deion Branch. Final answer. Dion Final Branch. answer. Yes. Well, that is incorrect. This was the one where Mike Vrabel caught it. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Coming down to the wire here. And you know what stinks? I hey, have you got a little on my notes here. There. What the fuck Mike is this, Vrabel man? TD. What, what the, the fuck heck? is this? I was thinking wide receiver. And I thought. Uh, Dumped you. Yep. I got you. Dumped me. Darn it. All right. In this Super Bowl, who was sacked more? Was it Tom Brady or Jared Goff? Um, God, because they had a they had a pretty good D line during this game, too. Um I think Donald got to him at least once. Rams O line was all right, but I think this was the game. Trey Flowers had, was this the one? I think Trey Flowers had a bit of a game. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Goff. You are correct. He was sacked four times to Tom Brady's one. One. I thought it was a couple more than that, but I'll take it. Okay. Good stuff. All right. So last question here. I mean, I've I've locked up the dub, but this is for this for just some points here, so we can get out of here i know we've we're almost running into our our heart out here we got uh, we're, good. we're good all right last one and, and yeah, yeah we'll do this one this is kind of a here how about this i'll it's like a three-parter but if you get all three i'll give you one and a half so you could tie me at four if i miss your next one okay all right i like it all right first part who is the super bowl mvp how many yards did he have? And where did he eventually get traded to a year after the Super Bowl win? Okay, so that takes away. Ooh, I'm going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
<laughs> Checking all the notes here. Yeah, yeah. How many yards do he have? I'll even I'll give you a range of ten if you if you nail it within ten. I feel like that's a, a that's a little fair. I gotta get the Jeopardy clock on you. I know. So obviously, Tom Brady wasn't traded. So you said the following year, they were traded. So I'm going Corey Dillon, and he had. 120 yards, and he was traded to Cincinnati Bengals. Well, we got it. Incorrect. Incorrect. I I saw you going down the Corey Dillon route, and I was like, fuck. But you would have, you were almost within the range of 10. You've said his name. You said his name last question. Dion Branch, the MVP. At 133 receiving yards. And he went he to Seattle. to Seattle. Correct. Correct. Ah, man. All right. Do you have one more here, then? I have one more for you, even All though right. you won. Um, so Gronk made a catch in the fourth quarter that led to, obviously, the Super Bowl uh, winning touchdown. How many yards was that? Mm. I'm going to go with, this was kind of a big one. I'm trying to think what bigger, was it, was it longer than Edelman's catch? It was a beautifully placed ball over the left shoulder, I think. I'll go with, uh, let's go with like 28 yards. It was 29 no oh my god man i almost nailed that yep oh my goodness that would have been crazy well i mean uh are you smarter than a patriots fan apparently not we got two and a half out of ten and four out of ten here but it was still a tight game that was fun we'll have to do more of these like trivia things and i'm up 1-0 on you put that on the record for all the listeners i am up 1-0 in these trivias. that's awesome that was fun though that was a lot of fun yeah. Good questions. All right. Well, that that is our last segment here, Dad. Before I end this off, do you have anything else to say to the listeners on this Monday morning? Uh, listeners, this is podcast number five. We want to thank everyone that has downloaded so far. We've hit over one hundred listeners or downloads, and people. I mean, if you listen to us more than once, thank you. I can't believe you would actually listen to us more than <laughs> once on one podcast. But um, yes, we've hit to us, uh, I think a great milestone. So we just want to thank you guys. And again, you can reach out for comments and questions on these platforms. What are they Hanson? At a new era podcast on Instagram at a new era podcast on Twitter. Facebook is just a new era podcast. Um, any other questions and emails can go to at a new era podcast at gmail.com. We'll be reading those. We're going to take that as a yes. I think we got them a little, yeah, got them a little frozen. Okay. You're good. Yeah. You froze. You froze. 
I froze. You froze. No, you. Okay. Anyways, we're going to go on forever if we keep doing that. Yeah. All right, listeners. Thank you guys so much for tuning into episode five. This was a whole lot of fun. Uh, Look out for us on all major platforms. We'll have episode six and our uh, first first reactions to the new Super Bowl winner next Monday and a whole bunch of other fun stuff that we hopefully have lined up. So we appreciate you guys listening. Hope you have a great one. Hope you have a great week. We'll catch you in the next episode. Love you, son. Love you, Dad.